You are listening to the Why I Love Disney podcast. In this episode, we discuss the latest Disney news, including the recent price increases for park tickets, annual passes, and private VIP tours. We'll also talk about some upcoming Disney projects we're looking forward to and get an update on David's year of Disney challenge. Are you ready? Let's go. It's kind of cool. And I think the more things they do like that make it more accessible to, to more people. Yeah, it does seem like there's more options for spending money, though. <laughs> And welcome to another exciting episode of the Why I Love Disney podcast. Here and again for another episode this week. David, how's it going? Great, Dustin. How are you doing? Fantastic. Um, have you had a good week, David? What's been going on? Had a great week. Great week. A lot of busy work, a lot of things to get done, but a great week. Great week. Um, me, me as well. Actually, I was my birthday this week. Yes. Happy birthday. Thank you so much. Um, uh, the kids and I, oh, I have a, like a Valentine's birthday. I'm born, uh, 15th is my birthday, but around Valentine's weekend, every year it's the same. And this year we had, we had the kids, we took all the kids to, to dinner and to see a movie and ended up seeing uh, Call of the Wild doesn't come out until next week. So we went and saw Sonic the Hedgehog, right? which was actually really good. It was not a Disney movie, a little off topic from what we're talking about here, but Jim Carrey was a classic Jim Carrey bad guy, a la uh-huh. kind of the mask and that kind of thing. And just this eccentric character that does only what he can do. And kids loved it. I loved it. I was very impressed. I, it wasn't kind of a dud. I kind of expected it to be a little bit um, dorky. And okay. it was a little oversold to me, but I was very impressed. Now, did they go back and redo animation in that movie when they did the first pictures of the his teeth and things like that and they went back and redid is that how they did they fix all those things are you or? talking about the, the hedgehog itself right that the people that i think that the, uh, the public didn't like his appearance and you they know, must have gone back and i don't know anything about that controversy well, you can that, you can cut this out then no 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 <laughs> I, I see that's interesting i went in I, I went in knowing very little about it yeah other than i'd seen a, a trailer yeah and when i saw the trailer i'm like oh that this has the potential to be a dud and yeah. really a you know a miss and video game movie it's it, again it's not disney so it's just sort of like out there on its own um but i think jim care the cast was really good and um That's i actually awesome. felt like um the sonic character they kind of brought it to life in a really good way and it, it's funny like i laughed out genuinely laughed out loud a few times um and it's exciting. They set it up for sequels. And if you grew up playing the Sega game, you know, it's um, it, it was quite a quite a good quite a good movie. So we had a good time. Birthday weekend there. Uh-huh. Uh, excited about we'll talk a little about this later, but excited about Call of the Wild that comes out yeah. Friday. Wish it had been out this week, too. So I'm looking forward um, to that. Yeah. So well, let's jump in with some Disney news. We do this every week. We talk about stuff that happened in the world of Disney this this past week and and comment on that. Um, I know we had a few things we had talked about in prep for for this week. Um, one being news that's not really great news for all of us, but news that's always inevitable is price increases. Price increases. Um Tell us about tell us about that, David. Well, uh, Disney uh, raised the rates on uh, annual passes and ticket prices and tour prices. Lots of things going up. So there was a lot of talk this week. Lots of news online. Um, you know, it's just amazing. It feels like this time of year, every year, there's it feels like there's a price increase. Um, and uh, I wonder, if, I wonder if there has, has been a, a year. After Christmas, when prices didn't go up, it seems like it's pretty regular. But, uh, you know, 
it's amazing that people uh, just keep going. The, the numbers, yeah. the, the attendances are going down. They raise the prices. People keep going. They add new they add new attractions. It makes people want to go, and the prices inevitably go up. It's like we got all this news. Let me tell you about all the awesome stuff we're making, all the new things that are coming. Oh, and by the way, you're going to pay for that too. And, and again, it's a good way to do it. If you're going to increase the prices, you should do it after you've given it the public and the fans, like things they really like, um, Galaxy's Edge, right. and new, new ride announcements. They're investing a lot in the parks, and I think that softens the blow a little bit. However, um, you know, I'm not going to complain. It is, it's expensive. It's not in, inexpensive by any means. But um, there is a point where like, you start to think, at what point— are a significant portion of the public just kind of excluded from that experience. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's unfortunate. I think it's real unfortunate. I was, in fact, I was just talking to a family member this week uh, and we were, they, they had had several conversations with young families that said, we want to go so badly, but we just financially, it's just so hard to figure out how to do it. Yeah. If you're not a Florida resident and can't just pop it, say, and then, even then it's not cheap, you right. know, to save money and spend a day at, at a park. Right. Right. Um, that's an investment. And, but then to take your family and travel to central Florida for, you know, a week and make it worthwhile. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're talking thousands and thousands of dollars for a family of four and I have a family of six. And right. If, if you, and I, we have a family of five. And so if you can't fit, if you can't find a room, I mean, if it takes two rooms or a bigger suite for a family over four, it's it's well, even more expensive. I've already I'm already like um, planning on ways to sneak my my youngest child in. <laughs> like we'll put him in a bag and you know pop him out, bring a sleeping bag or something. Well, and I've got a son that's thinking about going to school in Florida, so maybe he can somehow become a Florida resident. There you go. So he can Save figure out how to money. get his own pass there. Uh, or uh, the other strategy would be um, try to figure out a way to become employed by Disney or have one of your kids employed by Disney. That would be you know, great. That, that always helps and softens the blow financially, too. But I do think that, like we were talking about, like the Disney experience, you know, of, of saving your money and taking a vacation down there when we were, you know, younger. I always t- we were talking earlier when I lived there, I, I bought my own season pass when I was in high school right. with some buddies of mine. And, and when I was in, when, in high school, we would once a month have half days and okay. those half days were like club days. And when you're done, you're done at like noon, um, once a month. And, um, I remember my friends and I would always go to Disney world and on the half days every once a month, we'd uh-huh. always take a, usually on Wednesdays, we'd always just go to Disney for the rest of the day. And of course on my own, I would did Disney by myself all the time. I would just drive down there and in an afternoon when I didn't have work or something and go hang out at Epcot or whatnot. And I remember I paid, I think $180 for my first uh, season pass. And that was like in the, in the late mid to late nineties. And, um, I remember I got the one that had the exclusions for like the big holidays cause I wasn't right. going to go on the big holidays. Um, but, um, I remember that wasn't like, that was a, you know, I could get a job and I could save up for that and use birthday money and I could buy this Disney as good for a whole year. I could go as many times as I wanted to. It had the park hopper option so I could jump around. Wow. Um, and now like even, even that is, it seemed like a, a huge, uh, um, it seems a little inaccessible. And of course, it's a whole different thing when you're single and you, you, you don't have a family that you, you're not necessarily eating in the park, that kind of things too. Right. Um, but I do think that like, um, it, I, 
it's a little bit unfortunate to me to see these price increases. I know it's inevitable and I know, it, you know, we live in a world that pay for these really awesome experiences. You know, they have to, it has to be profitable and they have shareholders and, and people to answer to. And I, I get all that, um, that it's not cheap to run these things at this right. high level that we are, that makes us fans, right? The reason we do this podcast and talk about this stuff because it's so awesome right. and that costs money. Uh, but on the other side too, I, I, I do wish that there were some affordable options or some maybe times of year in the, in the, uh, I know they do, flex, don't they do flex pricing? There is, there, there is several uh, different times of the year, are definitely more expensive. Yeah. The, the busiest times of the year, are more expensive. In fact, I, I was just reading that there, you know, this is president's weekend. So that was a very crowded time. Crowded on year. president's day. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Anytime there's an extra, extra long weekend. And, yeah. Uh, of course, Christmas and New Year's and uh, different holidays, spring breaks, fall breaks, those, those times of year are more expensive. Yeah, I know some kids that like their experience with Disney is like a school trip or some sort of educational thing. I know like this past week, I think cheerleading is really big here. It seems like every cheerleading squad from every middle school and every high school is now down in Orlando at Walt Disney World mm-hmm. this past week, you know, competing. And and so there's a lot of experiences there, you know, with um Kids get the opportunity to go on trips for baseball teams and, right. and, and cheerleading squads and sports and, mm-hmm. and, and field trips down to, to Disney. I do think that Disney works with educators on that right. um, and has some solid group group pricing and things like that, yeah, from my, what I understand. My son's friend that went with us mm-hmm. when we were down there at Christmas and New Year's this year, her, her only— the time she remember going as a as a high school student was on a school trip like that. Yeah. But it was limited what the time she had and what she got to do, but she had been before and it was through a trip like that. Sure. I do remember too. I think they still do this, but when I when I lived down there, they had grad nights mm-hmm. um, where after park hours they would let high school seniors um come in to the park overnight and they'd have concerts set up and from like close. So like 9 PM to 6 AM the next morning, the park would be open for just college seniors. Uh, I'm sorry, high school seniors. Wow. And um, so they call it grad night and like all these, you know, from schools from Georgia and in Florida and all these surrounding could come in and, and do these things. And best being so close, that was a really affordable um, night at Disney world too. And in the magic kingdom and it was kind of cool. And I think the more things they do like that, make it more accessible to, to more people. Yeah. It does seem like there's more options for spending money. Though. <laughs> I mean, like, Hey, if you want a few extra hours in the park, buy this ticket to this after hours event. And there's a lot more things like that, which you do get the benefits of, uh, moving into rides where there are shorter lines, but you've you've paid anywhere from a hundred to one hundred fifty dollars extra for a three hour pass or right. some you know like I was just looking at the villains after hours uh, event that's going on right now. In fact, I watched several things online the videos where people were reporting and the crowds looked very small. Like people were just ten minute lines on rides, and of course they have other events uh, that you can do that are villain related. But most people that I was watching were just trying to ride as many rides as they could in the three hours that the park was less crowded. Now we've done we've done some of the extra events like Mickey's Not So Scary and the Mickey's Christmas Party, but the, the, they're they're very uh, well attended when we've been to those. I mean, you get some you get some advantage on the rides, but not like I saw this week watching things about this villains after hour. So sometimes it's a, a few extra dollars. It seems worth it to. But uh, it's still it's it's spending more money on top of everything you're already spending to to get a few extra hours of. Well, I think in some time. businesses, um, 
I was listening to a podcast, a business podcast, had nothing to do with it, with Disney, um, talked about um, it, it, specifically music artists and um, their artist management. And they were talking about having a price point for every level of fan. Um, you know, some fans are, are casual fans and, and th- they might spend five or 10 bucks on a CD, but some fans will buy anything you make. And having something for everyone, I think, is a really important business strategy. And I think Disney, um, they definitely have the high end covered. I think they they have ways for you to spend money. Yes. Um, I I do think that, though, um, that the lower, the kind of the the entry level is going, the the floor is raising. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And and I'm not sure it's it's, um, that it's not outpacing kind of. The economics of our times. Um, I know things are things seem to be good right now, and the economy is good. But um, just most people I know, it's not like it, it, you can still like you do. What, everybody seems to do what they want to do, right? So if you really want to go to Disney World, you save your money and you can go down there. But um, but I just hope that we, you know, that Disney keeps in mind that you know there's a there's a whole generation of people um, and a, a large segment of the population that cannot or would love to experience the parks that maybe need a, an entry or a price point that makes it more, more doable for families. Right. And I don't know how you do that, but well, I was amazed on this last trip, how many more tour guides I saw, uh, with park guests, the most I'd ever seen. And maybe it was because it was such a crowded time and people that were there that week had invested in, uh, I mean, I know, I know they have several of the tours that you can, uh, you can jump to the front of, of lines, uh, I've, you know, the, the, that are fixed prices that are 250, $350 above your park pass ticket, where you can pay extra for a tour guide that puts you straight on all these rides and you move very efficiently. You can do like three parks in a day and like a seven hour time span. But you know, one of the other things that was, they talked about this week is there was a price increase in this VIP special tour where you customize this tour and you, it's really like 425 to $750 an hour. Wow. And it's, and it's seven hours. Can you have a a hundred person group and split that? (laughs) I think it's up to like 10 people. Okay. So I, I, that is one I really, I, I really hadn't even explored because that is like so above <laughs> you know there's another side of it too. My, for some people let's say someone lived in i don't know in uh south africa and they were gonna take a vacation to central florida and do disney and you really get like one shot to do it well right i could understand like right. have i want to have that i don't want to go and spend a week there and have to stand in three hour lines and, and be miserable you know um or have different experience i want to, to see as much as possible and not have this be a burden on me physically and you know so i'm willing to spend a little bit more to do it in one shot you know mm-hmm. where maybe our perspective is having been there a few times we're like well, i don't know that's that's a lot of money money for, you know, but right. Does that make sense? Yes. I think so. I think if you're wealthy and you can afford it and you want, you want to maximize your time. I mean, it's a great opportunity. Or if you, a lot of people just don't know enough about the parks. They, they don't know the attractions, the rise, they need someone to help them customize a plan. We've got one day in the park. We want to do as much as we can. 
uh, it's a great opera. It's a great oh, uh, service. Absolutely. It's just, and not only for that too, like you get a tour guide if you go to Washington D.C. or to New York to tell you where all the spots are and all the interesting things about the history of things. And Disney's become that now. Right. Like you would want that too, an expert to say, "Hey, they filmed this here. Hey, the inspiration for this was this place and where you're from, another part of the world." You know, um, that I think that part of it too would be really interesting. I thought I, I, I thought this it was very interesting as the price increase came out that uh, in in a lot of the Disney uh, uh, advertise, uh, advertising of, of the price increase uh, that they even mentioned the fact that uh, the price of a ticket was comparable to a Broadway ticket or a sports <laughs> yeah. event ticket that only lasted two or three hours where the average person yep. goes to a park for 10 to 15 hours a day. Yep. So you're actually getting a better value on your money than to a concert or a Broadway show or a uh, a basketball game. Reframe it for you. Yes, it's not as yeah. quite as expensive. That's, as how, that's something as me think. trying to explain it to my wife. Yes, you know. No, really. If you think about it, like think this. about it per, per <laughs> hour, per minute. Let's 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 uh, let's cost smart. effectively look at this. You're getting smart on us. That, that's fantastic. You yeah. know, there are there are there are there are some great guys to figure out how to do Disney less expensive. And I definitely know, like when our kids were smaller, we spent much less on food. We took we did there were we spent much less on the uh, the um, accommodations. Yeah. There were lots of things, you know, depending on the size of your family and the and the age of your kids, what you can pull off and, and ways you can save a whole lot of money. There's a lot of great guides out there for that too. Sure. Um well that's interesting. Price increases happen that they every time there there's it seems like there's and again we'll call we'll call it like news it's not as exciting to us there's also other things they're announcing that that are kind of exciting to us and um a couple of things first of all we'll talk about call of the wild with harrison ford um based on the jack london novel um comes out this week and um, i've seen a few of the trailers excited for that to come out i'm super excited about it again it's not really a news event other than this is release week and you'll have right. you'll have like uh, harrison ford showing up on on late night shows and there'll be um news on today's show and things people talking about this a whole lot more this week. So I'm excited to see kind of the buzz and the press coming out around it. I'm excited to see the movies. I'm excited to see the reviews mm -hmm. um, and what the critics think of that. And, and a new movie. And a brand new movie. In a new year. In a new year. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, hopefully next time when we record next week, um, I'll have seen it and we can talk a little about that too. Um, super excited about, about that. There's a few other announcements. I think they're making a live action Rapunzel movie. Yeah, I about saw that. that. Live Tangled? action Rapunzel. Um, did they announce cast at all? Did you see? Uh, I think it was mainly that they've got producers, they've got writers and some things like that going on, but they don't have a director yet. So I don't think it's been casted. That's interesting because the story, of course, is way older than Disney, right? It's a right. classic tale, right? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, Disney kind of adapted it and Tangled, mm -hmm. um, which was actually a really, a really good animated movie. Um, it's interesting. We've talked, had this conversation before about the live action remakes, you know, whether it's Lion King or Aladdin or now Mulan, that these are all different animals than so with the Lion King, it was shot for shot. Just it looks different, right? Different experience. With Aladdin, it was a, a a more Broadway, different take on it. With some of the same songs, some different ones. Will Smith is definitely a different twist. So a different twist on the same thing. Right. Mulan feels like there's going to be some some echoes to the 
again, it's not out yet. We don't know, but seems like a little bit more an version. action version <laughs> of really what seems like an action movie anyway. Right. Um, so we don't know what um, this Rapunzel tangled live action is going to be. If it's going to be, you know, dark and sinister, is it going to be Broadway esque? Is it going to be, um, you know, shot for shot, you know, just a live action version of the, of the movie. So I'm, I, I'm interested to see as it comes out, you know, I think we're going to get more of these, not less of them in the future. And so um right. waiting for the live action frozen. And the, the, uh, the information I had seen said that the, uh, the writer was the same writer, wrote the script for the Nutcracker in the four realms and the producers okay. produced uh Moneyball, Chris, Christopher Robin, okay. Cruella, um, and so, uh, but no director yet. Okay. Another interesting piece of news is that Honey, I Shrunk the Kids is getting a sequel too with Rick Moranis. Yes. Now, question. I was a little confused. Is this a theatrical release or is this a Disney Plus? This is a theatrical release. Okay. Awesome. So, brand new Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. How long is it? Do you have any, what's rough? how long has it been since we had Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? Was it late 80s, early oh, 90s? Um... Um, I would say probably early to mid '90s since we had the last one. Um, you're googling as we speak. I'm going to Google it because we're going to wonder. But Rick Moranis hasn't done anything in a long time, so he's I mean, coming out. The kids was 1989. 89. Okay, awesome. And there were sequels after that, but still, yes. this is a whole. This is this is big news. This is probably going to be a. Uh, this is a, a huge franchise that was very successful. That's going to get a kind remake. of a reboot. It, uh, Josh Gad is going to star as Rick Moranis's son, who has grown up, who is also a scientist, and apparently is going to shrink some kids. <laughs> We're going to shrink some kids. We're going to shrink some more kids. That, that's that's, that's, that's what I've heard. Sometimes, sometimes this early on, the information is not all all there, but that's what I heard. And we got some news on the Rogue One spinoff series, Star Wars Rogue One spinoff series for Disney+. Plus. They are in production, or about to start filming, I guess, for, for that. Um, super excited to see what they come up with there. Um, it is Diego Luna, who is reprising his role as um, Cassian Andor, and uh, K2SO is in it, and it's going to follow them around through all of that. Really excited about where that might be going. Again, I, I get bummed when I say, hey, we're about to start filming, because that means we got to wait you it's know, so another year or two before yes. it comes out. But I need more. I need more Disney Plus series. I need them quicker. I need more <laughs> Star Wars Disney Plus series, and I need... The more often, but you can't, I guess if they're, to make them good, I'd rather quality than, than quantity. So, yeah. but excited about that. That seemed like some pretty big news, um, at least for me. And, um, and yeah, that's, that, uh, that's my list. Did you have anything else, David? That hey, there's a, I, I saw a list uh, about a new book coming out this week that I'm excited about called the Disney monorail, imagineering a highway in the sky, a book uh, written by three Disney Imagineers, people who've worked for Imagineering at least at some point that's coming out in September of this year. That just sounds like a great book yeah. that I'll, I'll pick up. Just, I love, I love books about Disney history and the story behind attractions. So I'm looking forward forward to that book. I did when I had my uh, my season pass, I would just sit on the monorail. It got too hot out. I'm so envious. I I'd cannot even imagine what it was like growing up in high school in Florida. That was a great yeah. opportunity. I, wish, I missed out on I should have got a job there, but um but I didn't do that, but I did have the season pass. So. I know I hope I'm uh, you know I hope that uh my son uh, if he goes to school in Florida will be he's not very far from the park, so I hope he'll get to take some of the advantages that you had 
when he's down there. I highly recommend it. I highly recommend it. I thought we would, before we before we kind of close up, there are a couple of things we need to talk about. Okay. Um, we're going to get to your Year of Disney Challenge update here in a second. But before we do that, um, I thought it would be interesting. We usually do this anyway, just kind of in passing. But um, what we watched this week, I'll do a little segment on what we watched this week in um, not necessarily your Year of Disney Challenge, because that's a specific thing that we're talking about. But if there's something you watched on Disney+, Plus, something you've been immersed in, some movie you picked up on. Okay. Um, um, this week with with a friend, um, I thought we would talk about that a little bit. So, right. what did you watch this week? Well, uh, in fact, I watched uh, the Imagineering series with my wife. Okay, uh, this was the second time I've watched it, mm-hmm. and it was the first time she's watched it, and it was really great going back uh, watching it again, and really fun watching it with her and. Uh, watching her be amazed by a lot of the stories behind the scenes, and that was really fun. And uh, we also watched a Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, which we did not see in the in the theater. Okay. So we watched that together, which was fun. And uh, then uh, the other thing I watched was was part of the My Year of Disney. I watched. Um, uh, a documentary called The Hand Behind the Mouse, the Ub Iwerk story, which is all about the early years of Disney, kind of where I'm, wa- I'm watching the old black and white Mickey uh, shorts from the th- from the t- early 20s and the early 30s right now. So this this all this his story is a big part of that. OK, awesome. The, and the imaginary story, you've seen we've talked about this for a little bit, but um, your wife, did she enjoy it? She did. did anything? Mean, she, actually, she actually enjoyed it more than I thought she was going to enjoy it. Okay. Did anything jump out to you this time that you missed last time or struck you um, or watching it with someone else that... No, but I I, I, am, I did realize how uh, much of a fan I was because there's so many times that it's it's actually emotional. I'll, mm. I'll get very... Uh, it's, it's just emotional to watch some of those successes and to hear them push through some of those stories. It's why I love the history of, of everything so much. It's, sure. it's so, so amazing. Just... Amazing. Maleficent? But Maleficent was good. Uh, Scale of one to ten. Uh, Give us a rating real quick. I, I, we enjoyed it. I, I would have said like a six or a seven out of okay. ten. It was not a bad Above video. average? Yeah. All right. There were some some great special effects, and um, the story, I enjoyed that the story wasn't as predictable as I thought it was going to, you know, there are, well, I don't know that I thought it was going to be predictable, but it, it went some, it went a direction that I didn't expect, and so it was good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Awesome. It was well, like like it was not my uh, top favorite of all time, but enjoyed it. it. Was it was worth the time? Well, in addition for for me this week, I've spent a lot of time on Disney Plus. Um, primarily still binging the Simpsons. Uh, my, my oldest son has gotten in on it too now. So now we, I was about three or four seasons in and then he jumped on. So now we're back at like, see, we're in, I think we just finished season one mm-hmm. and the animation gets better in season two and three, but we've been every night we'll watch knock out three or four episodes of the Simpsons before bedtime. Okay. And we cackle like together, like little <laughs> kids. It, it's a lot of fun. We're really enjoying Homer Simpson. Turn on Disney. Look at Disney plus it's the trending. Yeah. It's in the trending. Trending list, so a lot of people are watching it. Well, it's a lot of content too. It's thirty seasons so That's, far. That is and amazing. Counting. I told my, my son, I was like, we could we could probably watch this for the next, you know, till you graduate from from college and I still not get could. through it. Um, I, I did uh, I, I did watch quite a bit of Gravity Falls. That was okay. one that was really I, I, my children watched at least, and one of them really watched every episode. Was at that perfect age when that when that series came out, mm-hmm. and it always made me laugh. Quite 
quite a bit and there were a lot I knew I had I'd only seen some of them so I did watch quite a bit of that when when Disney Plus first started but I haven't tackled The Simpsons yet <laughs> well but, but besides that we had a family movie night the other night and because it was my birthday I got to pick the movie right and I've been trying to get my kids to sit down and watch Willow for a long time, like, no, we don't, it's the, the, I guess the cover wasn't appealing to them and they had never heard of it. So and it was old, you know, 1987, I think it is. Um, but I'm like, and I, it's been years. I, I barely remembered it. I just remembered I really liked it a lot as a kid yeah. and I watched it over and over and over again. And so I'm, I'm like, nope, we're watching Willow tonight. And they loved it. And I learned a little bit about and it. And you watched on, it was on Disney on Plus, Disney right? Plus. Okay. And, and the, it, what I learned about it was it's Lucasfilm. So on the Lucasfilm acquisition with the Star Wars stuff, it came over with that. Okay. Not only that, Ron Howard directed it. Right. I knew he. I knew that. I had I, forgotten all about that. And and um, of course Val Kilmer is the biggest star in there. Um, so what is the the Willow cast? Um, there's the, a couple uh, of other gentleman that plays Flitwick War, Warwick. Warwick Davis yeah. is Willow Willow Offgood. Um, Joanne Whaley, uh, Jean Marsh is the queen. Um, who is the, there's one, Kevin Pollack, who is a, like a comedian, a really, a really big actor played one of the brown. I, I, and when he was in the movie, I'm watching him as one of the brownies, one of these little, like a uh, little creatures that are kind of comic relief. Um, I kept seeing, I know that guy. who is that guy? I had to look him up, but Kevin Pollack is, is, is fantastic in that. Um, uh, but yeah, it's, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, I'd forgotten. It's sort of like Lord of the Rings S. There's a child born who's prophesied to overthrow the evil queen. It's a little bit of all the fairy tales kind of mixed in. And mm-hmm. Willow Offgood finds this. The, the, the Elwins find this Daikini child who's a you know a, um, the Daikinis are the the regular giants, the regular sized humans, right? And there's this battle going on with wizards and sorcery to overthrow the evil queen. And and Willow's a up and coming you know wannabe wizard. And and there's kind of some some lessons involved. Involved in all of that, and it's just a really interesting, um, epic tale that um, that I'd I'd come back to. And it's one of the things I love about Disney Plus is going through all these nostalgic movies right. that I grew up with and experiencing those with my kids. And my kids were on the edge of their seat watching this; they loved it. So, so was Willow from your childhood era, or yeah. that's what I was thinking? Yeah. So, yeah. so I was eighty. It, it released. It says eighty-eight on IMDb. Um, right. Okay. So I would have been we, we nine talk, years old. We talked about at some point we should do a list of movies that we loved as a kid that, you know, sometimes you forget some of those. You, you, yep. you go, oh, yeah, that was a huge favorite because some of our some of my favorites as a kid are not necessarily epic Disney movies. I mean, they were things that that. You know, they were important to me, but they weren't always the big blockbusters. Yeah, sure. I mean, you could go in in the 80s is an endless list of these things. You my know. son, uh, my son has been watching. He's watched Rocketeer. Oh, and yeah. A lot of uh, uh, a lot of movies that I know you've mentioned in the past. He's been working. Flight his way of the through. Navigator. Yes. Flight of the Navigator. Right. Several of that era. He's been watching all of those. And oh, yeah. Seen them for the first time. And I was like, hey, you should have let me know. <laughs> yeah. The, and I think the 80s were like the some of the, the beginning of the golden age of cinema, too, because I, I think you had the, the the geeks like George Lucas, who, you know, in the in the 60s and 70s. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong. This could just be my age bias of when I grew up, but it didn't seem it was more for kids or families. It seems like film was more for adults, okay. and it, it felt like to me, it, it, um, even though there were there were definitely because it was. 
to go to the theater, you know, was it a normal thing when you were a kid? We're not that far apart no, in age. No, I don't want to. No, but I, I, one of my favorite, uh, if you go back and watch um, the documentary, Disney documentary, Waking Sleeping Beauty, mm-hmm. they talk about that in the 70s, there was this, uh, if you were a teenager, you didn't go to a Disney movie. Mm-hmm. It was that Disney was seen for children and then there was movies and there was, there was a bigger divide. I think the family movie had been lost. I don't think until the eighties that really came back as a, as a major thing where people went to family movies again, even if you weren't a family, it was right. just like a, a different era came in. Didn't Touchstone Pictures... Were they a Disney company? Yes, but that was that was definitely geared more towards adult content. Well, even even still, like the '80s gave us the Goonies. It gave right. us um, the Neverending Story. Right. It gave us um, even Touchstones Pictures, kind of that '80s kind of iconic teenage movies. You know that right. Disney got the their toe in the water to. I just felt like you know Willow was kind of the was kind of emblematic of that that era right. of sort of filmmaking that was just. You had Ron Howard and you had Robert Zemeckis and you had Steven Spielberg with the Raiders of the Lost Ark stuff, which is now all absorbed, you know, all absorbed right. into the uh, Jim Henson with the Muppets even right. and the Dark Crystal and, and those things that were, you know, that was kind of the heyday of Fraggle Rock and some of those things um, that some creative people had resources and 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 permission to go do some incredible things uh, in yeah. film. And Disney is a big part of that. Right. Um, but I also think that they responded to some competition too that made them made them better in the right. future and gave them a huge 90s. You know, the 90s renaissance was, you know, Aladdin, Lion King, Little Mermaid, that's blockbuster after blockbuster. Right. Once again, that was animation or the, the resurgence of animation again right. too. Kind of made that cool. So, um, so yeah, we saw yeah. Willow. Had a great, great time That's at Disney+. Plus. I've got to go back and watch that. I should. Get, I'll check it out. I, I wouldn't say like it was fun. You have to take it for what it is. But it's a fun movie. It's just a fun wizard movie. You know, wizard and magic and and fighting and sword fighting and medieval looking kind of kind of thing. So yeah, yeah, I highly recommend it. Um, so that's our Disney Plus. Do you want to talk a little bit about your year of Disney Challenge? Do you want? Uh, well, well uh, I've been working. My, I think I, I think I did. I've just been working yeah, through. Uh, the, the, I'm reading reading. The, I started a new, not a new. It's a book I've read before. I started the book um, by Neil Gabler. So uh, an autobiography. It's a biography of Disney, and uh, started his book. It's a very long read, but I'm reading work because I'm watching the the early Mickey Mouse cartoons, and now I'm working my way into the Silly Symphonies, working my way chronologically through all these films. Uh, the, the, um, the Neil Gabler book really corresponds to that where I am right now. And I also watched the the Abibework story, which kind of goes along with all the Mickey shorts that I'm watching. He animated Abibworks was a, was an early animation pioneer that worked with Disney from the beginning. And when Disney lost all of his most of his staff to uh, to the that was doing the Oswald, he lost them to his distributor. Abibworks was one of the ones that stayed behind, and he animated the first Mickey Mouse cartoons pretty much by himself. Did all the animation on there, and so it's a pretty amazing story as you watch these films to go. This one guy was really the 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 teacher of all the a lot of the animators that would come and work for Disney in those early years. So it's a great story and. Um, yeah, working my way through. Awesome. Any plans? Where are you going to be this week? You're still in that. Uh, is, in that it, world? There are a lot. It's yeah. amazing how many there are. One thing I've definitely the the challenge is, 
I want to watch all this content, but I'm trying to keep up with all the all the content that I already watched, just the things on Disney Plus, and it's like I'm gonna have to let something go. So I already had to go through several of the several of the podcasts and uh, that I listen to, and I'm just like I can't I can't do any more of these. I I can't do both that and and watch all this and have a job this, and be a father and be a yes. husband and eat. Yes. And sleep. Because I, I, I really <laughs> felt like I go, I watched so much Disney content already. That, how, how hard is it going to be to watch? Gonna say, I didn't want to watch say this, but all these things. But it's growing it, ears. They're starting to show. I'm, well, what? You're growing ears. I see your mouse ears. Oh, okay. Out. Gotcha. Yeah. You're turning into a mouse <laughs> <Yeah>. because <laughs> you are so immersed. Yeah. yeah. But it, I mean, it's really culturally interesting. If you never watched any of this old content, it is a cultural experience mm-hmm. to go back and go, this was, this is what it looked like in the twenties and thirties. And it's very different. Mickey Mouse was a very different character when he started out. It's, it's very interesting. Well, I cannot wait to find out more about this as you get deeper into it. Thanks for keeping us up to date each week. Yeah. So that's it for this week. We are coming back next week. Hopefully talk about Call of the Wild. Hopefully talk about some other things more into your year at Disney. Um, hopefully our, our next episode will be we'll be tackling another list, hopefully, yes. and talk about some movies. Excited about that. Um, these lists always get us kind of um, kind of get it definitely get us talking get us interested but also kind of um i think spark a little controversy and debate and i think everybody loves a good list so we've found another one that we we found found is interesting um mm-hmm. you know you agree with some of it you don't agree with others and the way it's compiled is interesting too so we're going to talk about that in our next episode but until then we'd love to hear from you that's why we love disney why do you love disney let us know you can contact us at why i love disney.com or on twitter at why i love disney one and please get with us let us know also if you're listening on spotify or Overcast or Apple I, um, Apple Podcast, hit the subscribe button, leave a review if that's possible. That would help us out a lot. And let us know what we can serve you. Hope you have a great week, and we will talk to you soon. Take care. Goodbye. Mm-hmm.